0: Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. Well, we have an interesting topic today because this podcast is about going big. Big risk equals big success. In other words, the more we are willing to risk, the greater the potential return. And today we're going to talk about how to lead peers. How do we lead people that we have no power over, that we have no authority over? How do we go big with leadership when it's our peer group? And we're always exerting influence one way or the other. The question is, is it positive influence? And people have asked me in the past, is leadership always good? I think you know the answer to that there have been times in our lives where we were influenced by a peer group or an individual who is a peer and the outcome well let's just say it was less than desirable so let's get started leading peers is difficult I'll even go on the record as saying It is the most challenging aspect of leadership. You have no power over them and they can choose to follow you or not. How do you get peers to move in a direction you desire? Whether it's a business partner, someone you go to church with, someone you volunteer with, your leadership is necessary to improve or make a difference in the organization. And the easy button is to make your opinion known and remain passive. Just tell people what you think and then do nothing. It's a safe approach. It's easy. However, it is much more difficult to exert your influence to make a positive change. So here's my belief someone listening to this podcast is a member of a group, and maybe it's a group of volunteers, maybe your coworkers, but you need to move the organization in a certain direction, whether it's to get someone to buy into a strategy or to implement change, and you're just not sure how to get that done. This podcast is your hand up. It is your help to get peers to move in a direction you want them to go. Now, if you haven't already done so, subscribe to this podcast so that you can get notifications when I upload a new episode, but also I want you to share this with people. You may be sitting in an office in Belgium or australia or south america and you're trying to figure out how do i have an influence on my group of peers how do i lead them this is your help we said this is a podcast about going big sometimes it takes going big with our peers to make a difference now let's go back to where we are it's october 2020 And right now in the United States, we are living in a polarized moment in society. Be it the election, which is pending in a matter of days, or your opinions of the response to COVID-19, we all see the same reality through a slightly different lens. And right now in the United States, many, many people Are afraid to voice opinions or share perspectives they just don't want to rock the boat they don't want to create discomfort in the dialogue with their peers and it's real easy for leaders to hold back do nothing when confronted with another view from a leadership standpoint I call this act of avoidance leadership suppression you are being asked to suppress your influence And quite frankly, it is a problem. Too many people are playing life safe and not utilizing skills and talent to make a difference with humanity on both a small scale and more extensive opportunities. Everywhere in the world we have an opportunity to exert our influence in a positive way. And too many people are on the sidelines doing nothing, avoiding their talent to help others get better, possibly make more money, solve a painful situation in their lives because they are afraid of confrontation. They don't want to deal with the discomfort that comes with change. Or a host of many, many other excuses. Somebody listening to this is making an excuse. I don't want to deal with a co-worker. It's just easier for me to say nothing. To exert no influence on that individual. Be careful. It can become a way of living your life. Living a life in the margins and not helping others, I think, is a terrible waste of of human capital and human talent. So back to leadership. The essence of leadership is influence. If you boil leadership down to its essence, all that would be remaining is influence. And I believe any credible definition of leadership requires the word influence. I don't think there is a credible definition of leadership that doesn't have the word influence. And influence is essential when it comes to leading a peer group or an individual who happens to be a peer. To have influence, we must build a relationship with those that we hope to lead. And get this. A relationship is the foundation of influence with someone it's the foundation you have to build a relationship it's very hard to influence someone without some form of relationship equity an influence can be passive or it can be active So let me split those for you so that you get those. Passive influence occurs through our actions. The words we choose, just like I'm choosing a certain word in this podcast. The behavior we model. And everything observed by others is passive influence. And guess what? We can be deliberate in our passive influence. That's what I'm doing with you right now. Someone sitting at a cubicle in London, England, I can have passive influence by the words that I choose in this podcast. Now, active influence, on the other hand, requires interaction with another person, our conversations, the coaching that I do with CEOs, the questions that I ask, and meetings are all examples of active influence. So you can lead someone passively by their, by your actions, by the words you choose, by the behavior you model, or you can lead someone actively by interacting with them, by conversations, by asking great questions, by setting up effective meetings. So I'm a big fan of Gino Whitman's book, Traction. If you haven't read Traction and you're in business, It's a great opportunity for you. And no, Gino's not sponsoring this podcast yet, but I am a huge fan of the work. And I help organizations better understand and embrace what is called EOS principles. And EOS is an acronym for Entrepreneurial Operating System, and it's described brilliantly in Wickman's book, Traction. Now, I cannot require or make another business implement EOS. However, I can exert both passive and active influence on business leaders, just like I'm doing right now, to become an organization that embraces traction principles. Hmm. In a peer setting, influence is challenging. It's hard. There's no way to make it easy. You have no control over others, and rank is equivalent. In this situation, egos become more visible. Your brain works diligently with the me, me, me that lives in all people. And when it goes unchecked, your ego can surface the worst in your peers as well. So one of the things we must do to to lead our peer group is we must suppress our ego first so that our peers are more likely to hide their own. And when we fail to suppress our ego, it creates antagonistic conflict with others. They see our selfish motives and they're immediately turned off or worse turned away. Teams get destroyed. Relationships become lost. And that three letter word, ego, E-G-O, impacts our businesses, our relationships, our volunteer organizations, our coworkers, To retain influence on others, we must keep our ego in check. Now, we must also support but not agree with our peers' ideas, their goals, whatever it is they're doing to remain relevant in the circle of influence. And here's an example. And I'm going to hit you with a couple of these to, to give you a little bit of an idea of what I'm talking about What I mean we have to support people's ideas even if we don't agree with them so what I'm about to share with you is probably more better received in Europe than it is in the United States and I know you Europeans you have a you have a more well I think you have a more optimistic view on our young people uh, than we do in a, in the United States so here's an example you're the parent, and your honor school graduate informs you that she is forsaking college after high school to pursue a singing career in Nashville, Tennessee. Whoa. For some people, you just felt a, an inner quake. What do you mean this this honor student's not going straight to college? What do you mean? We've saved all this money. We've, we're prepared for this moment. And she tells you, nope. I'm going to pursue my dream to become a singer. I'm going to move to Nashville, wait tables, and just see if I can make a go of it. That's tough. That's tough in the American culture. I've got friends in Europe, and it's not uncommon for a European young person to say, hey, I'm going to take a gap year, and I'm going to go travel to the United States and work my way across the country. For some reason, there's difference in culture that will accept or embrace that, And other cultures that say, no, 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 stick to the path. Now, whether you agree or disagree with her decision, you must support her choice to remain in the conversation. Otherwise, you get tuned out. You don't understand. You don't get her. And if she's strong-willed, she just tunes you out. Now, here's another example. This one comes from the business side of things. So your close friend decides to sell his business during a period of economic decline. Times are tough and he decides to sell his business. And you wholeheartedly disagree with his plan because you believe he will lose money. You're so adamant because you feel market conditions are gonna negatively impact the value of his business. So to exert influence, to lead, you must remain in conversation with him. And the only way to do so is to subdue your ego and stay in a position of influence. Meaning you have to stay in his circle. You have to remain in a position to have his ear. And a dissenting opinion against his decision without support? pushes you outside of the circle of influence. So let me recap that. If we're going to remain influential with our peers, we have to keep that relationship. We have to stay within the circle of influence. And just because you support someone does not mean you agree with them. And I know this is hard as parents. It's hard as friends. It's hard for anybody we care about to support a decision we disagree with in order to stay in the conversation but remember this is about influence you have to remain in a position of influence in order to lead them I hope this is making sense now another way to lead peers is to accept the more challenging tasks first so what I mean by that is in a peer environment where work is shared take the more difficult task for yourself now, this, this may seem counterintuitive. However, it, what, it promotes what I call the law of reciprocity with your peers. When you shoulder the heavy load and take ownership of what's difficult, your peers see this and they want to respond in kind. That's the law of reciprocity. And there is a dichotomy involved. If you go overboard well, you could seem self-promoting. So what I tell people is follow your instinct on this. You know if you're doing too much. If you get that feeling that I'm 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 doing too much of it, I'm taking on too much, follow that instinct and you will be fine. Hmm. Now in a peer group, someone must own the horrible reality. And what I mean by that is when you step up and take ownership among your peers others will too sometimes it's as simple as just saying hey it's on me it's on me I take full blame when you model that behavior well it will often encourage others to do the same and guess what you are leading taking ownership when things go wrong is not synonymous with taking the blame You can own a tough situation and not take the blame. You can own the situation without owning causation. Get this, accepting something is broken does not mean you broke it. So here too we find another dichotomy. Like taking on too much work in a peer setting, others can be offended if you attempt to fix every problem. So you as the leader must maintain a balance between offering solutions and just listening to a peer express a difficult situation. So let's talk about a a peer's ego. If you have a peer that has an ego problem, it's easy to get caught in a trap by attacking them. You may say things like, he's just a showboat. Does this sound familiar? Well, it's your ego that's fueling this retribution. It's your ego that's impacted that makes you want to call that person a showboat. And you feel an overwhelming urge to put them in check. I'm telling you to resist that urge. Take the high ground and continue to do fantastic work. The discipline to do this will lead to stronger relationships and build influence with others. If you can tell someone or tell yourself in your mind that someone is is caught in an ego situation, that they're feeling insecure, that their ego is threatened, it allows you to take the high road. It allows you to have the discipline to build influence with others. And when you seem unaffected by someone's self-aggrandizement, your peers admire you for resisting the same urge they are feeling isn't this powerful now whether or not you support your peers directly or indirectly you still have an influence you may not know it you may not feel it but remain humble Your humility, especially when you're successful, is an example to others. It is a passive influence by taking ownership of problems, and others will do so as well. I'll give you an example. This is a real simple example to get the point. There is a two-door system to enter my office building. And when I wait and hold the door for someone to walk through they in turn open the second door for me and this small act of kindness causes others to reciprocate it's so simple so here's what I want you to do give credit to others and it will come back to you in the form of relationships People desire to be around givers it is instinctual for us as humans think of leading peers this way influence build relationships and relationships promote influence the center of this circle is leadership so let me say that again if you think of it as a circular relationship influence builds relationships and relationships promote influence leadership is in the center of that circle that position inside the circle is where you need to be to lead your peer groups to lead your peers i can't tell you how many people have struggled because they didn't find the words or they couldn't find the the right action To help people they wanted to help and when they get this simple visual in their mind influence builds relationships and relationships promote influence in other words the more influence we have on someone the more of a relationship we build with them and when we have a bigger relationship with them the more influence we are given so this podcast is for those of you who are in a situation right now where you're trying to lead a peer group or you're trying to lead peers be it in high school be it in college be it at work be it in your volunteer associations be it wherever I want you to go big for relationships go big for influence if you do so I promise people are are going to follow you they're going to follow your thinking And more importantly, they're more likely to follow your behavior. So whether your influence is active or passive, you are going to get more of what you want done. So I want you to share this podcast. Share it on your social media platforms, Share it with people who need this information. There are too many people struggling in this environment. And I've had too many people recently come to me to ask for help. This podcast is about going big for your peers, going for big for people you care about, going big for people who you have influence upon. This podcast is about the whole idea that big risk equals big success. And if you're an introvert and this is just way out of your comfort zone, understand that I get it. I get it. But your influence doesn't have to be big. Your influence can be incremental. Your influence can be based on an example, a great question, a visual. This podcast is for crazy people. People crazy enough to win. Until next time.